Friends, if you followed along on social media last week, you saw that I was at Podcast Movement in Denver with a number of my clients, and it was so much fun. I got so much out of it, literally came back home on a high from all of the things that I learned, the kind of eye-openers that happened for me, not only for my business, but for my clients. So in today's episode... I am breaking down five of the top things that I learned from podcast movement. And it's really funny because all of these are from day one. And then day two, I learned a lot about what I wanted to do for my own business. But I just could not let any more time go by without sharing five lessons that I learned from podcast movement with you all. So let's go. Hey y'all, welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for podcasters, entrepreneurs, and professionals making their way in the working world while building their own personal brand in the podcasting industry. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, owner of Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. If you're a podcaster or even just dreaming about launching your own podcast someday, this show was built to help you merge your love of conversation, education, and business. You can find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast at gaffincreative.com. Now, let's clock in and get to work. Hey friends, last week I was in Denver for Podcast Movement, and I wanted to share five of the most powerful lessons I learned while I was there. There are so many more, um, but this is primarily lessons in the podcast industry, not specific to my business or to a particular podcast, because every session that I went to, I was thinking about different ways I could incorporate it into my own client's podcasts. Not only that, but mine as well. So let's walk through these five key lessons that I learned from podcast movement so that you can take them into your own podcast as well. Lesson number one was while video is valuable, YouTube is not a requirement for successful podcasts because even the successful podcasts, this was where things got a little interesting. Um, a representative from Libsyn was giving a talk on podcasting and he said that the views for video on uh, video versus audio podcasts is 15 to one. So 15 audio listeners to every one video viewer, which I found to be very interesting, but also it kind of aligned with the video podcast that I have been a part of and have worked on. So I thought that was a very interesting stat. Later on, I did hear some pushback and someone who said the opposite almost, but I more often than not, I heard that video is not a requirement, but that does not mean you should completely step away from video. You can use video for your promotionals. You can use video as repurposed content. I do have a client that she has her podcast episodes and sometimes depending on the topic, she will repurpose the video of her podcast that she's recorded and use it on YouTube. Now, if you're not on YouTube, do you need it? No, not necessarily. I personally don't have a, well, I have a YouTube channel. It's not active. It's not branded. It's not themed. I'm not uploading. It has like one video on it and I'm pretty positive it's unlisted because it was part of a bundle I did. But 
if you are going to use YouTube, make sure you have a full YouTube strategy. I think that's the missing piece for a lot of podcasters who want to jump into YouTube is they're getting into it without any type of strategy, but YouTube has its whole, like a whole other concept and a whole other strategy that you have to have in order to make it work. So if you want to use video, wonderful. But if you are scared to use video, you don't have the capacity, the time, the resources to use video, that is okay. Number two, one of the most underrated marketing tactics is episode drops. And this is like a feed swap, episode swap. I did, I knew what these were. I did not realize how standard these were in the industry for people to continue to use. Like I didn't realize how many podcasters were doing it. And then I started looking after I heard it multiple times on multiple stages, I started looking at the podcasts I've listened to and the network specific podcasts are doing it all the time to grow the audiences. So a lot of times I've seen podcasters, uh, a lot of my clients, I've encouraged them to do it where they have a slower season or a slower block in their schedule. And they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to ask this person that interviewed me on their podcast if I can use the audio, which is great. I, I love that idea. It's content that you support and you're behind and you're putting it on yours. But this is what was so shocking to me, I think, is the amount of people who were putting episodes in their feed that had nothing to do with them. They weren't a guest on it. They weren't mentioned in it. They weren't featured on it. And it was simply to provide content that their audience would like, but it also promoted another person's show in a way that a listener could enjoy and a listener could explore a new podcast that's out there. So this is something that I'm going to start experimenting with. I've already worked with a client. Literally, I had a client sitting right next to me at podcast movement and we looked at each other and we were like, we got to do this. So we asked someone else that was there and we did it. It was a really, really cool move. And I'm excited to see how those numbers end up looking for them. Um, okay. Number three the most successful paid partnership strategies include full concepts with all of your channels. So paid partnerships, sponsorships, whatever you're looking for, if you're looking to monetize your podcast, one thing that I heard multiple times as well was that if you were trying to get paid partnerships, like for your podcast, consider all of your marketing channels because a podcast is a great resource for a marketing opportunity. But if you can create a bundle of newsletter, paid social posts, um, any, any community that you've created anywhere that you are able to market to your audience, find ways to build a bundle or a package of resources or opportunities that they can actually be featured across all of them. And for me, this was such a huge, like, duh, <laughs> like why not? But I always saw it as like a way for the creator. So me as a podcaster to make more money, but I had never really thought of it from the advertiser's perspective of like, oh, well, if I can get in front of all these things, that's worth my money. But if it's like just the podcast, I don't know, maybe not. Absolutely. So consider that as you're creating 
packages or uh, paid partnership opportunities for your podcast, include all of those other channels as well. All right. Number four is really funny to me because I do work for podcasters. I work with podcasters and I have harped on getting ahead, staying ahead. And I'm preaching to the choir as well. I do. I myself need to do follow what I preach, but working ahead is essential for success. And here's why it's not just for, Oh, we need to stay ahead so that we just always have something to produce, but working ahead is essential for quite a few things. So one is content strategy. Where are you marketing all your other things? Because if you want to be ahead in your marketing or you want to create more content with your podcast episodes, you have to have a content strategy that is working ahead so that you are always ahead in every aspect of it. So if you, as a podcaster, create an episode this week that goes live next week, if you don't get your files back from production and you're not paying someone else to create all the content, well, how are you getting ahead? <laughs> um, that's just one small piece because you can, you can use the original audio files, but it's almost as if like you're doing double the work because your producer could give you ideas of, Hey, this was a good key point or whatever, or they could be doing it for you, but then you have to go in and schedule it or just finding ways to make sure your marketing strategy is always ahead is really important. But not only that, it also allows for better opportunities in pitching your podcast content of two sponsors, two partners of, hey, I have these episodes coming out. I think they would be a really great fit for your brand. Uh, would you like to sponsor any of them? Not only that, but it also was great for PR, which PR was a big thing that I had never really considered offering to clients. And it's a huge thing that we're going to explore um, in the coming weeks at Gaffin Creative, but being able to pitch your podcast to outlets or to people who would help promote your podcast, if you're working ahead, it gives you time to explore more options. And I think that's something that I've never really considered for my clients is, okay, I want to be ahead. Here's why. On the selfish like production side, I want to be ahead in case... I get sick, you get sick, my contractors get sick, or any of us go on vacation. I try to stay ahead so that it does not impact the time that I take off. It does not impact the time you take off or your uh, the contractors in our businesses. So that was something that was really important to me is like getting ahead for more than just like time constraints, getting ahead for pitching, for advertising, for partnerships, all of those things that we just don't explore because we're not ahead. And so if you're a client of Gaffin Creative and you're like, okay, Haley, I see. I, I want to explore this. It is something that our team is putting packages together for actively um, testing we have a few pitches out right now. Uh, with like, I came out of podcast movement every day with like, oh my gosh, here's a checklist of all the things I need to do. Let me do them right now. So that was number four. Number five is in regards to you advertising for your own podcast. Now, whenever you do decide to advertise, take note of the post-conversion behavior. And this would be in regards to 
if you're driving people to listen to your podcast or you're driving people from other podcasts to listen to your podcast, what is the goal you want them to hit? Like, what do you want them to do after they have been brought to your podcast or brought to your website? When you're looking at that post conversion behavior, you know, if your podcast advertising is working, are you looking for downloads? Are you looking for subscribers? Are you looking for them to convert on what you did in the podcast episode or what you promoted in that episode? Figure out what your goal is. And when you are advertising, measure that success based on the post conversion behavior. Did they hit what you wanted them to hit? Like go into it with a goal and then look at what they're doing afterwards, because it might be the platform you're advertising on which here's a little bonus tip for you that I found in uh, most stages at Podcast Movement we're saying is that advertising on social media for podcasts is not working. No one, not one person found success in advertising on social media, which I found to be very interesting. And I'm positive it was for downloads specifically, but I bet you there are options out there for you to test. So as you are testing, if you are advertising your own stuff for growth, download subscribers, opt-ins, emails, whatever it is, if you're doing that, look at that post conversion behavior if they've gone to your website. So those are the top five lessons that I learned from podcast movement as a podcaster for the podcast industry. Now there are dozens of additional ones, um, of additional lessons that I learned for that. I will be taking into the agency side, the gaff and creative side of things that I was just like, wow, have I not done that? So if y'all want a podcast episode on that, what we're changing at gaff and creative, let me know. I know a lot of you are like more focused on your own podcast when you're listening to this show, which I'm totally fine with. <laughs> but if you're like, you know what? I wouldn't mind hearing the back end of a podcast production company. Feel free, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message, and I will make sure that that happens. All right, friends, we will see you next week on another episode of Clocking In. If you are loving this podcast, I would so appreciate a rating and review. Um, you can head over to your favorite podcast app and preferably Apple Podcasts if you are already listening there. I would absolutely love it. So we will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Clocking In with Haley Gaffin. For resources mentioned in today's episode, head to gaffincreative.com. If you're a podcaster looking for a community that will help you improve your podcast, make sure you check out Mike Check Society, our community for podcasters who are looking to take their podcast from good to great. Enroll today at micchecksociety.com and use code podcast for $10 off per month. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out. <laughs>